This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show on our Raw Reaction Series at 8am UK time. It's good to be back uh, in normal scheduling hours. Uh, apologies for those that did tune in yesterday, expecting there to be an 8am show. We recorded it late uh, on Wednesday evening because I knew I was not going to be available yesterday morning because I was uh, at my new office, aka the Emirates, yesterday. It was good to get out and uh, and see the old girl uh, in all its glory and uh, do some filming outside the ground. And hopefully you should see something of that uh, today come out at some point over on the Football London channel. So uh, keep your eyes peeled onto your social media minds for that. But it is the first day of a brand new season in which Arsenal will travel to Brentford to play their first game and again, open the Premier League season, just like they did ever so recently as well. In fact, Arsenal are are used quite a lot to be the first game of of a new Premier League season. And once again, they find themselves having that job again. So what does that mean for transfers? Well, it means that we're only going to see, of course, the players, if any of them, that we have signed so far this window. Uh, We can, of course, still make signings. And we have just over two weeks or so to make that happen. But time is running out. And Mikel Arteta was speaking yesterday uh, ahead of the new season and did address a lot regarding the transfer window and can expect to be asked a lot more about the transfer window, especially if Arsenal don't manage to get the result that we want this evening. Now, what we're going to do is, is first of all, if I can direct you to the Arsenal review and the pick your team, this is the last chance that you have to submit your teams ahead of the new season to get maximum possible points uh, for the campaign and for the best chance to win a £1,000. You could enter the league after tonight's game, but you would be at a disadvantage and not have the points available to you from the first game. So I implore you, if you would like to be of a chance to win the £1,000 prize, it is a free-to-play game, and all you need to do is guess the lineup that Mikel Arteta is going to pick, of which you can see mine on the screen now. This is how I feel that 
Arteta will line up. Whether I agree with it or not is a different thing. This is what you have to try and do and predict the team Arteta is going to choose. So get over to the website, links in the description, get your teams in before things kick off and get your best chance to win the £1,000 prize at the end of the the season so uh yes you've been warned and uh, what we're gonna do first things first we will go through kind of the links and stuff as well but i thought what would be best is if we go through Mikel Arteta's press conference uh, from yesterday because he talked specifically a lot about the transfers. So let's go through his quotes and then we'll go through the links of the day as well. So on the transfer window so far, he says, well, in this period of the transfer window, I think we've done a few things we wanted to do and it's going to help us get the squad in a much better place. There is still a bit of a window to go. So I'm sure things will happen either way. Now, either way is him saying Things will happen as in we'll bring players in or we'll bring or rather we'll sell players in the direction. It's not a guarantee that Arsenal are going to make signings, which, of course, fans picked up on very quickly. In terms of how many more players he would like to sign, he says, I'm willing to work with the players that I have at the moment and get the best out of them. And we will see what we can do. A classically vague answer and on the business so far on whether we will do more he says well we identify what we wanted to do and how we can strengthen our team short medium and long term and what we needed to achieve that we defined the profile of player that suits the model that we have at the moment at the club and could sustain our financial position and we made three movements in relation to that he says i cannot tell you in regards to whether they're close to signing a goalkeeper i have no answers to that and on the number of signs that would make him happy, he says the teams put in place what we've been working on and the spirits that they have and the energy that they've been training with and in games more consistently because we've had some very good patches against both teams in the last two games against Spurs and Chelsea. It's how we compete in matches to get the wins, which is the most important things. Yes, avoiding the question again. On Joe Willock's situation, he says the situation is that he's our player and that we've held some conversations because it's not only about what we want to do it's the player's interest and the role that a player can field in a squad and in a club what he's done is put himself in a really strong position where he can choose a little bit more with options of what his future could look like and this is what we're trying to define right now and on whether he's going to be here in september he says i don't know and uh, as you'll learn in a second the likelihood he's not going to be in football i'm not going to do that because if not you will come with me the quotes that you said at the end of last season so i would prefer not to answer that and clearly there is a fear from arteta of being quoted of something that eventually doesn't turn out to be the case uh, on if the transfer window has been underwhelming, he says it has been really busy and you've just named a few names, but that tells you as well how much we've had to do from the position that we started in the window. We are talking about probably the most difficult transfer market in this industry over the last years, for sure, and we are trying to adapt. The club, the owners and myself, we all have the same interest, which is to make this team much stronger. And we know that we still have things to do to get what we want. In which case, go sign those players. On if he still has the time to achieve that, he says it is, but things take time and there are all the time different parties and different interests there to get deals done. For sure, we are trying to do what we can. And as important as that is to make sure that the squad is healthy and we have the stability within that squad, which is something that we certainly missed last year after December. So that is important as well. On our transfer activity compared to our rivals, he says, absolutely. Fans need to be, be excited. 
and they need to see a team that is capable of competing with those teams because our history is related to that. Nobody can deny that. That's the aim and that should be the objective. And if it's frustrating going into the new season with uncertainty around transfers, he says it is how the others develop. It is something at this time that is not possible to do on August 12th, but is possible to do on the last day. Whether you are happy bringing the player in or not is more important. With Thomas Partey, we managed to do it at the end of the window, but the difficulty with him is how long he has been injured and only being able to participate because of the impact he would have on the team. That is the disappointing thing. Uh, nearly towards the end now. And if he expects to be busy right up until the deadline, he says anything is possible and there is still a lot of things to be done and a lot of clubs involved. And you can see that things have started to move at a different speed in the last week or so. So it's been a really difficult transfer window and probably a lot of things will happen in the last week or so. And on if he had to pick one position to fill before the deadline, he says, no, it would not be the goalkeeper position. I wouldn't say that. It is trying to do what we have to do. And it's not about the player or the position. It's about where the squad should be finishing. That's what I would pick for the squads. And the squads that we're going to have at the end of the transfer window, that is what I would be doing. And finally, on the players departing in the window, he says, I think everything is related to who we bring in, who is out, our capacity to hold foreign players in the squad. There are a lot of question marks still to be resolved. It's still pretty open. And so that is all of the words from Mikel Arteta's very transfer-heavy transfer window. So... uh, yeah, um, it's it's a really uninspiring press conference, as is with Mikel Arteta rather quite often in uh, the world of Arsenal. We come to expect these types of windows. But anyhow, let's go on to our usual scheduled programming and look at the transfer links that we have seen throughout the window. And we start off by talking about Joe Willock. Now, Joe Willock, as Mikel Arteta said, it was very vague about his future at Arsenal and for good reason, because a deal between Arsenal and Newcastle has been agreed for a few days now. And yesterday there was a breakthrough in talks between Joe Willock and between uh, Newcastle United as well. And so he is now and has been traveling up. He's probably in the northeast already. Uh, and he is expected to complete that move to Newcastle, which will bring in Arsenal upwards of £20 million, rising to around the £25 million mark figure, which hopefully can be used by Arsenal in this transfer window to dramatically improve their squad. Let's move on to our next story, which may come as a little bit of surprise if he does end up leaving this summer. And that is Miguel Aziz, uh, the very important young central midfielder that has been impressing massively. Is interesting Portsmouth as a possible target for a loan deal this season. I was previously in favour of sending Miguel Aziz on loan, but listening to some of the things that have been said about him, he has impressed in pre-season and even so much so the club would like to integrate him into first team, tra- first team training and certainly a lot more kind of first team activities and certainly get minutes in cup games. We're playing West Brom in the League Cup. I would like to see Aziz get some minutes in that. Still playing a fairly strong team so I want to see his progress through those cup competitions. But that is an area that I think he would definitely get minutes. But Portsmouth are credited with interest in taking Miguel Aziz on loan this season. Watch this space. Now, on Bellerin and Corentin Tolisso, since Inter Milan's interest in the Spaniard has effectively diminished to a point of no return, they will be looking to bring in Denzel Dumfries from PSV and uh, have seemingly uh, agreed a deal with the Netherlands international. Uh, Bellerin is of interest to Bayern Munich of all teams, and uh, an Italian source has claimed that a swap deal between the two clubs with Bellerin and Tolisso 
could take place. Now, on the surface, commenting to Lisa, when you look at him as a profile, and I have done this and been guilty of this, said that, yes, why wouldn't you take Corentin Tolisso as a quality midfielder? Problem with Tolisso is his injury record is atrocious. It is very, very poor. And whether or not Arsenal can really commit to paying a wage of a player as high as that as Tolisso and bring him into the team and have that player in the squad at the risk of several injuries, I'm not sure. Um, you also have to think about if he, if he comes in, that blocks the route of players like Aziz coming through for a player that is heavily injury prone. And you might say that, oh, well, that will get opportunities for uh, for Miguel Aziz to play. But the answer to that would be no, because there are other central midfielders at the club of a more senior level. With Granit Xhaka signing his contract, he would be much more likely to come in. It's a really difficult balancing act. I know a lot of people would be open to the idea of Tolisso coming. I'm very kind of back and forth on this idea. But whether this is even a realistic transfer move to see a swap deal between Arsenal and Bayern between these two players, I think that's a little bit far-fetched. Now, uh, we have a look at the uh, Lacazette-Abraham situation. It did develop ever so slightly yesterday. Reports have kind of indicated that Abraham really is not keen on a move to Roma and that that deal to try and take Abraham, despite a £34 million deal between the Italian side and Chelsea being agreed, is, is not really moving in a positive direction for the Italian club. So much so that Roma have switched their attentions to Alexandra Lacazette. In which case, if that was to happen, Arsenal could then make a move for Tammy Abraham and the England forward is much more open to the idea of making a move to his boyhood club and joining Arsenal, replacing Lacazette. How do I feel about Abraham replacing Lacazette? Well, I think that if you are going to lose Lacazette, it's not a bad replacement. I think there are arguably better replacements out there, but he's not a bad replacement. Um, I've always said that I don't think we should really be investing in a striker on top of what we've got. It would purely be dependent on whether one of our forwards leaves. And if Lacazette does go, then Abraham is an OK. Uh, in fact, he's, he's, he's a very decent replacement, I think. But I think that there are players like Blahovic and like Lataro Martinez out there that I would probably prefer. But that isn't to say that Abraham isn't a decent player. He is. He's got a good goal record, a good Premier League record. He's homegrown. He's young. And uh, the stigma around taking Chelsea players is something that I don't let affect my viewpoint on players. But I know it's something that a lot of people really struggle with. And I can understand the reasons why, based upon how former Chelsea players have played at Arsenal. Watch this space. We'll see how this one develops in the next week or so. It's a very intriguing one. Uh, now, <clears throat> our kind of interesting story of the day revolves around uh, Aaron Ramsdale. The England international goalkeeper had seemingly put an end to uh, possible links. In fact, one of the problems with doing a show quite late in the evening, as I did on Wednesday, to replace the ATM show that would have gone live yesterday, was that as I finished that show, uh, <laughs> the, the guys over the Athletic who just clearly uh, watch my shows only to post articles after I finish them, I am, of course, joking. Um, uh, decided to put up a story which had then confirmed that Arsenal's talks with uh, Sheffield United had broken down and that this deal would not be happening. Now, interestingly, reports coming out from the local media in Sheffield have kind of suggested that it's not actually that close to finishing and that Arsenal still might be pushing for a deal for Ramsdale and that this deal isn't as dead as maybe some believe that it is supposed to be. And because of that, this is a really kind of back and forth situation that Arsenal have found themselves in with a number of targets this window. 
Ramsdale to Arsenal is not yet dead, despite no matter how much some people would like it to be. I think Arsenal are still going to be looking at other goalkeeping targets, but Ramsdale to Arsenal is not entirely over just yet. Watch this space. Now, uh, James Madison, to provide you a brief update on him, does not look to be um, a... What's the right way of, of putting this? It, it's not looking as likely as it did a week ago. Um, I said I was about a 6 out of 10 on Arsenal signing Madison last week based upon the information that was out in the public domain. That's dropped to probably about a 4 out of 10. It's not as low as your Martinez, etc. Now I feel about those guys, but it has dropped. Um, there are a number of factors as to why. And I very much trust the information uh, that comes from James McNicholas and from The Athletic that suggests that Arsenal's kind of interest in Madison has been pushed through more intermediaries and from third-party sources. And that may be where some other outlets like the AFC Bell, of course, who really did push forward the rhetoric of these intermediaries, that's maybe where that information has come from and why that information has been so publicly pushed out. And in reality... Those words from the intermediaries may not be as an open descriptive uh, indication of what really has been going on. And The Athletic have really told us that Arsenal's interest in Madison is not as much of an interest as Madison's interest in Arsenal, it seems. Which I know for a lot of people will be a bit of a shame. It doesn't look like a deal that is ever close to happening at this moment in time. It's not to say that this still won't happen but it doesn't particularly look like a deal that has the capacity to be done very soon. And if it does get done, it will be in the final stages, the really late final stage of the window and would rely on Arsenal to miss out on other targets. And that other target remains to be Martin Odegaard. Now, a number of sources have conflicted those that said that Madison was the priority and claim that Martin Odegaard has and will be the priority in the number 10 position for Arsenal this summer. Now, a big hint that was revealed yesterday evening is that Real Madrid are yet to register Martin Odegaard in their team. They are also yet to register players like Danny Ceballos in the squad this season. Um, and of course, the Rafa Varane situation affects this. When he eventually does complete that move, it would open up a slot, you would think. Uh, and one of maybe Danny Ceballos or Odegaard would take that slot. Now, there is there's kind of, you know... Um, noise that Danny Sabas is to be included in Carlo Ancelotti's plans, which would take up a spot for Erdogan, uh, meaning that he would um, be available and much easier for Arsenal to get a deal done. If he isn't registered, that also would bring down the price quite, uh, quite significantly, you would think, for Arsenal to get a deal done. This is a cheaper option than James Madison. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a worse option. And in fact, both players have their merits and both players have their uh, their vices that make them different types of opportunities for Arsenal. I think James Madison may provide you more goals from attacking midfield, but I think Martin Erdegaard would bring you more creativity. I also I like Martin Erdegaard. I like the fact that he was already transitioned to the team. I don't think we saw the best of him during those six months because of a lot of mitigating circumstances for the first six months of the season, plus the fact that he was injured for part of it too. I like him a lot. I like James Madison a lot. And if Arsenal ended up with either one of these two, I would be very happy. Um, and so if Arsenal go and sign either of these two players, I would be uh, very pleased with that business from the club this summer. 
And I hope that one of these two players, either James Madison or Martin Odegaard, is signed by the club. Now, I don't think you should risk falling into one or two camps. I definitely don't think that you should push the rhetoric of either player, so much so that if the one that you wanted more than the other joins, you find yourself going throughout the season, picking apart the performance of the other to the point where you become a Erda out or a Maddie out <laughs> type of person. I really don't think it's worth you going and put, like kind of pursuing that route because it can make you look a little bit silly when you don't need to be. I think you should be happy that Arsenal get either one if they even do get either one of these two or anyone else for that matter and appreciate you appreciate the players for what they are if and when they join the club. I wouldn't surprise if more people wanted Madison. I wouldn't be surprised if there's still a fair few people that would prefer Martin Erdegaard over there. Both very good players and I think would both improve our team. And so for that, I'll be happy with either coming into the club this summer. And that does complete the news for today. And we do find ourselves in the final part of the show, which is where we get your thoughts, your feelings, your questions answered in the chat box. So if you do have something that's on your mind and you're desperate to know an answer to it, please throw it into the chat box and we will try and get through as many questions as we feasibly can from you guys as possible. Let's go for Mark, who says, Morning, Tom. Hope the new job is going great. Joined late, so going to go back to the start. No problem, Mark. And I'm sure you'll catch up to me reading out your comments. I'd be very excited about it. I'm frustrated that you couldn't thank me in the appropriate time. Uh, let's go to Amandeep, says, at least Ramsdale doesn't divide the fan base since no Arsenal fan wants him. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very good point, and uh, there's a lot of truth in it as well. Uh, Social says, uh, did you get that shirt yet? I did. I did get this shirt yesterday. And uh, because we were doing some filming, I thought it would be good to, you know, uh, get a couple of shirts uh, to do some of the filming with. We didn't end up even using this shirt in the end, but uh, I'm very happy that I still got it anyway. So there you go. Uh, Belage says, Tom, how was the experience? The image? It was good. I can't wait to show you what we've been working on. It will hopefully be out a little bit later on today. Thanks, Constantine. Much appreciated. Charlie says, hey, Tom, should we only start judging Arteta on his transfers after he gets his team? Or is this the window that we are judging him on? We're judging him consistently and we have been for a long time Charlie I, I I felt at the end of last season that any other team would have moved on from their coach and so when you're in a kind of a, the overdraft period as it's described sometimes of a manager they're being judged every day the transfer window is being judged the team selections the performances and tonight we will see obviously more judgment coming if we win this game tonight I feel like the rhetoric will be yeah, we should win this game. Like Arsenal should win their game against Brentford. If we don't win the game, it is going to be a completely different kind of reaction to another end of the spectrum. So, And a lot will be focused on a failure in the transfer window to get the players that we needed. If Leno gets injured, that is going to be a huge um, big talking point, and we will wait and see. It would be very Arsenal if it happens to touch wood. It doesn't, uh, but we will wait and see. Dave says, how confident on a scale of 1 to 10 are you for the results tonight? Probably about an 8. But I am an optimist, so uh, <laughs> uh, not necessarily a realist at times. Optimist, it definitely is. Uh, Manu says, if Portsmouth want Aziz and will play him, do you mind League One? I don't. Also, what the hell happened to our favourite Brazilian winger? 100% no doubt for leaving. Uh, the kit is looking good, mate. Thank you so much, mate. Um, in terms of our Brazilian winger, um, I, I'm assuming you mean Martinelli. But I can't think of who else you could be talking about. Uh, or, oh, wait, no, I do know what you're talking about. You're talking about, I've, I've forgotten about him so much that I didn't even think. I was like, who is a Brazilian winger? 
Willian. I've tried to put his name out of my mind. I don't know what's going on with him. I've heard no links. We've seen no links of him leaving yet. Still, you know, Fabrizio Mano. He's leaving. 100% leaving. No doubt. He will not be an Arsenal player. He is leaving. We'll see if he does indeed end up leaving. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, let's go to, uh, have, obviously, on the question about Aziz. I'm happy with him going to League One, certainly. And Vinny, thank you for helping me and reminding me. Yes, Scrubber Steve and uh, Beardy Guna, thank you ever so much for joining up as members. Uh, really appreciate the support on the channel. I did see them earlier on, but we we're in the news section. So I it completely slipped my mind. So apologies. Uh, and thank you, Bida Gouda, uh, who says, do you feel a sense of pessimism among the fan base heading into the match? Uh, mate, I feel like a sense of pessimism in general about Arsenal's fan base. Um, and I feel like sometimes we can be a small glimmer of, of light in a very pessimistic environment. And to be honest, I don't. it's not a criticism of the fan base. I don't blame them for being pessimistic. It's been a very, very difficult period to be Arsenal fans. So it's, it is pessimistic because I don't think that our main area of attack, which is where we struggled so much last season, has been improved. We haven't improved that area of the pitch. So I'm not surprised there's a lot of pessimism going into the game. My prediction has always been a 3-0 win because, again, I'm fanciful and that's that's how it goes. But, yeah, I'm sticking with my 3-0 prediction. We'll see what happens. We will be live um, straight after the game. I'm not promising that we'll be live after every single game because I'm mostly going to be, like, 99% of the time I'm going to be working the games. I'm not working the game tonight. Um, but uh, I, I pretty much will be. So we will be live straight after the game, but in general, we'll probably be doing the raw reaction shows a little bit later, maybe the morning after, or uh, it may be what the 8am shows become, um, basically, at times. We will wait and see. It's going to be a weird season, changing my schedule and, and stuff. We will, we will keep you up to date with what's going on. Uh, Calvin says, hi, Tom. Who should be our midfield pairing for tonight? Xhaka and Lokonga. That's my number. No, I think that's absolutely nailed on. That's who it should be. Um, Samuel says, Tom, mark my words, Harvey Barnes will light up the league. Do you rate him personally? Arsenal will never get him, obviously. But being an LFC fan, I hope we move for him to replace Mane and Salah. Um, I, yeah, I, I think Harvey Barnes is great. Uh, I think he will go for a hell of a lot of money unless they do sell at the right price. But he is recovering from a big knee injury. I don't know if he's going to be available or has been playing throughout preseason. I've not looked into that. But yeah, I like Harvey Barnes a lot. And uh, it would frustrate me if Liverpool ended up getting it. Thank you all so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Drizzy, no, uh, I'm probably not going to be doing the watch-alongs with you uh, this season because, as I say, uh, my job is now over the, the Arsenal games. I'll be covering the Arsenal games uh, for my new job. So uh, I will not be, but I'm sure Hugh will be continuing his content as ever. So make sure you keep going and following it. Savic says, uh, Darlow and Dubravka will definitely not allow Woodman to break into the starting position. We should get him. Uh, ironically, Woodman could actually start for Newcastle at the start of the season because Dubravka's injured and Darlow's fitness is still not assured at 100%. So ironically, Woodman still could play and has played throughout pre-season so uh we'll wait and see adam says tom what is ruthless about this transfer window am i the only one underwhelmed by the activity you're certainly not adam nothing is ruthless about it i don't see any ruthlessness about this window whatsoever uh, Joh uh, johan says uh this whole transfer window is making me sad i'm not ready to watch arsenal lose to brentford uh ig says uh, hi tom uh what is more important in a club manager players or a football director of those three i mean the ownership is always going to be kind of for me the uh the crux of a team with the direction it goes but the players are the only ones that can kick the ball so <laughs> you'd argue it's the players on the pitch but you'd then say that the manager is in charge of their tactics and you'd then say that the director's in charge of 
constructing the team with the manager? It's a hard question. I think everyone has to play their part and I think it's a team process. So I'm not going to prioritise any of them over one another. Uh, Emmanuel says, excited that we can play City early on. Arteta has only got his tactics right once against Pep. If we, if we didn't get an overhaul, I at least want to see an Arteta masterclass this season. Um, I, I hope that we do. Um, whether we do, though, is is very, very <laughs> unlikely. I think at this stage, I'm, I've got a lot of concerns about the season. Uh, let's go to Jack, who says, uh, why are we not linked to more keepers? I think because Arsenal very much kind of focused their efforts on single players and single targets. They've got names on their list, but they seem very committed to, I mean, central midfield, it was Locatelli. Um, attacking midfield, it seems to be Erdogan as the priority and Madison is an option. Ramsdale was the number one goalkeeping option. Ben White was the number one centre-back option. Right back, we're not moving for because, you know, it's it's so well-stocked with players. I say well-stocked. It's well-stocked for frequency of right-backs, not necessarily quality of right-backs. Maya, the Bernardo Silva links seem a little bit dead. Fabrizio Romano says there's nothing um, in that. So that's that's very, very, um, it's very, very low down in, in terms of uh, likelihood. So don't get your hopes up on that one. Uh, Raptor says, you're missing investment. Without investment, it's nothing. And just media... It wasn't said. I said the ownership wasn't included in that priority list. So that's why I didn't mention the ownership as a, as one of those three. Uh, rumours about the Neto loan. We did talk about it yesterday um, on, on the show. Well, I say yesterday, Wednesday evening. It went into yesterday. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of the idea. He's a Kia client, Kia Jarabchin client. I never think that's, that's a good thing to have. I think we should be steering as well, clear as that as possible. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not enthused by that link. But, but I do think it makes a lot of sense why Arsenal are, are you know being linked with him. So there you go. Um, uh, Columba says, hi, I am uh, Nordin from Uganda. Can you give me your today's prediction uh, and lineup, please? Thanks. Uh, I'm watching it live. Um, I think that I can do that because I did it at the start of the show and um, we talked a lot about the Arsenal Review's Pick Your Team game. And if you haven't picked your team for the Pick Your Team game, please make sure you do. Um, and I'm just trying to throw it up onto the screen now. Uh, obviously, I think it's going to be Leno, Chambers, um, Ben White, Marie, Tierney, Xhaka, Lakonga, Smith Rowe, Abamyang, uh, Lacazette, and who am I missing? Pepe. That's who I think it's going. That's who I think it's going to be. But you need to go and make your choice on the your pick team game, which you can do with the link in the description. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I'll see you a little bit later on this evening after Arsenal have hopefully won against Brentford. But who knows? We'll wait and see. Keep your eyes peeled to the Twitter feeds. Stuff will be coming out throughout the day. So I'm looking forward to bringing you that. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. As always, drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there 
there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.